practice, I just got certified to uh, supervise substance abuse counselors in the state of Missouri. So oh. anybody who wants to be a substance abuse counselor, I can. Um, I got certification um, to to do supervision for uh, the substance abuse counselors. In most states, with substance abuse counseling, what happens is generally every state's different, but a lot of them are pretty similar to this. You. Uh, like in the state of Missouri, for example, you have a high school diploma, and then you go to work for a um, substance abuse treatment center of some type, and then after you get a couple of weeks actually under your belt, it isn't very long, then you can apply for the first level of, of supervision to become a substance abuse counselor. And almost all of it is, um, in a lot of states, almost all of it is um, – kind of mentoring experience and uh, classes, uh, kind of day-long day kind of, of classes, uh, adding up to a certain number of hours for both, and I'm still uh, learning all that process of numbers of hours. But basically, it's mostly a mentoring process. Gotcha. And, uh, and so I'm doing that because there's a potential that uh, the place that I work part-time may um, uh, look into explore the idea of eventually going over to do some substance abuse counseling for yes. juveniles. Yeah. So I would need to do that, um, help with supervision for folks who want to get that supervision. But, you know, as we've talked a lot over the last, you know, many years, we've talked a lot about uh, self-help um uh, you know, uh, talked about the ins and outs of being pastor of, um, of of life success, life coaching. A lot of our conversations have been along those lines. Right. And uh, I was just, uh, first of all, this was the first training I've, I've taken, and I know that this shows how kind of old I am. You know, we're the two old guys here. <laughs> but, uh, this is the first training I've officially taken that is completely it was completely online. So I did online class where I had to read and, and do some projects and take some quizzes. And then the, um, and then the, the class itself was online. So um, uh, you would, you know, be on video with, uh, I think it was about 24 folks in the class. And, um, you know, I, I have to say that uh, the church today, I, I, for, for whatever we may be we have lots of things that maybe we're missing from a New Testament perspective, probably that we've kind of let go. But I don't know that um, you know we we could always use things like this. I think we are underusing the internet, maybe in some oh, ways. Yeah. Or, right. Like I mean, I'm not so sure that um, if the that the church and you know younger pastors are even more tech savvy than we are. And you know, younger church workers could do mentoring or uh, discipleship with more uh, things online that I'm sure somebody who's really far far thinking out there is already doing. But you can do a lot of both um, classes with somebody who's motivated and online uh, type of of um, of work that would really be the only thing better would be meeting together every week if, if at all possible. I mean, sure, I think sure. that this is still the strongest. But if you're seeing people on video, then you're still getting those facial expressions and you're getting almost the same level of connectedness, which right. creates the, the greatest level of, of kind of, um, of the learning environment and, uh, and passing on not just information, but passing on kind of attitude, spirit, um, 
some of that stuff that holistically is not really well defined. Yeah. So I kind of just got introduced to that idea of um, of how that I don't know young pastors could, uh, especially with kids and and uh, by the way, forgive me there because when I'm talking about kids now, I'm almost talking about anybody who's getting you know uh, 30 and younger. But I mean right. with young, with the younger adults that have a lot of experience with um uh you know with the technology you could really go to town with that um, right. and they kind of buy into it really off right off the bat so uh you know i was just kind of excited to see it and thinking that um that we shouldn't throw out the old and we we shouldn't just embrace the old or embrace the new uh probably both are you know uh very effective for for discipleship Right, and uh, so that was just an idea that came to my mind, and then I, uh, they kind of went through the different types of of mentoring, which I've done. Facilitation, mentoring, coaching is part of the job for many years in staff training, but it was interesting to go through it. That mentoring can be looked at from different perspectives. You can look at it from the material perspective or subject. So when you meet together with somebody, you're talking about whatever the subject is. So one way they talked about was a philosophy of counseling. There's a bunch of different kind of philosophies of doing counseling. So you uh, do your mentorship and your supervision around philosophies of counseling. Uh, some of the of the techniques are more person-centered, you know, what uh, what type of personality does the person you're, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, some of them are, uh, and working within their personality. So some personalities want to do a lot of book work. Uh, they want, you know, regurgitation of kind of tests. And some personalities just want to sit and talk about stuff and they learn a lot from kind of relational, you know, group kind of work yeah. as an example. Uh, some learn by, you know, right. uh, kinesic, uh, actually getting in there and doing it. Um, and, and so there was different ways of kind of approaching the mentoring uh, process that was very helpful actually to, uh, uh, to kind of be, uh, for me, just to kind of put names to stuff that I've been involved in to some degree for many years, either in pastoring or as a staff trainer, you know, right. Well, as I was relating it back to our subjects of, you know, um, uh, you know, ministry, uh, the big thing that hit me was just the excitement of the idea that uh, the generation that kind of grew up and, and can do technology in their sleep could meet with – I could just see a youth pastor being able to meet with somebody over the phone, video, or a group, or have a group even video, and, um, and, and not always having to necessarily meet together. Well, think about it. I mean, you know, one of the things that stops people from kind of taking next steps in growth or ministry is they just don't have time, they would say. for So like for an in-person meeting or like especially the more formal it's going to be, you've got to block out an entire night. So you got to you got to get you got to deal with all the kids stuff to get them where they need to go. Then you got to get ready, you know, because you got to gussy up if you're going to be in person for sure. Uh, then you got to travel there. Then you then you have the kind of uh, you know periphery stuff that takes place before the meeting. Then the meeting. Then the after shaking hands, talking whatever. Then the trip home. By the time you do that, you've blocked out three hours for this this maybe 60 minute meeting, and now 
but but what you're talking about is you could do that in the 60 minute meeting i mean you you know get in front of the camera get in front of your your webcam have have at least 80 percent of the in-person benefit because as you say because you see them you you're talking to them almost like you're in the same room but you don't have all that extraneous stuff so you ask somebody that you want to take to the next level in their spiritual life or in in your case you're talking about substance abuse counseling whatever you say, can you give me 60 minutes? And you literally mean 60 minutes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And I, I would say that after kind of years of being involved in, in the facilitation, uh, coaching, uh, you know, mentoring, so, I mean, I think I got, I'm no super expert, but after watching the process, I have to say that, uh, that I didn't find it um, a lot less, um, I didn't find it a lot less lacking than if we all would have been together. And in fact, I don't know that if everybody would have been together, if other distractions would have, wouldn't have been just as kind of harmful, you know, people right. walking in the room or having to take right. breaks and noises outside or whatever, you know, it has its own level of, um, of um, uh, distractions. I mean, but I didn't find it drastically lacking as compared to being together as long as it's video. Right. And the way that the video was set up for, I think they use Zoom, but I think almost all of them function similarly. You could actually take it and um, and if you need to step out or whatever, step off, you can close out your video. Um, the 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 uh, person said that um, uh, that. Uh, they did, though, have a situation where one of the things with this is is that you've got to realize you close stuff out because they've had people um, do kind of crazy stuff on video, not realizing that they were, on you know, video. still right. on video. Yeah, yeah. So, right. <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, for us folks who are kind of not used to the technology, you might want to make sure that you remember that, uh, you know, a smile, you're on candid camera. But uh, it's the kind uh, of deal you've always got a hot mic. You know, it's, oh, you have to always assume you've got a hot mic, right? Right, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was um, actually I kind of enjoyed the experience. So I guess I'm I'm coming from a a older generation perspective on on kind of new technology and didn't find it to be that that bad. In fact, I could see it really accelerating for the generation that. Um, you know, I limit the amount of time that my my daughter's on the on the phone, and she doesn't have a phone itself. She just has a few games on the on a, on a, on a phone. But right. she, but um, even there, you know, almost every kid now of any age kind of grows up with a phone. Right. So, right. You know, and you, um, yeah. And uh, so this really dates me, but uh, you could agree if I typed my first term papers on our mother's uh, – which I wish they still had a bit of broke, but yeah. Manual a, typewriter. A manual typewriter, yeah. Right. Uh, picking on the keys there. So, um, you, you know, technology has grown a lot. But I would find – I think that, you know, I guess my encouragement to be for the younger ministers is kind of take that stuff and run with it because – Boy, you could have whole kind of, you know, life groups are really big today, and yeah. uh, we used to call them years ago when I did them on cell groups, but whatever you want to call them, you know, life groups or whatever, those kind of things are, um, are um, you know, you could really kind of go to town at least getting kind of the information portion of of uh, training and, and kind of discipleship out there. Yeah. So, you know – 
probably fellowship would eventually need to be done. You would need at least a blended thing where fellowship would need to be done with uh, an in-person meeting. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. You could do that like in a once a month meeting, which is wouldn't be too onerous for anybody. So say you have these weekly mentoring sessions, and then once a month or or once every two months, you have you have the in person get together, rub shoulders, hobnob, visit, get the social a lot of the social element there. Then you've got the best of both worlds. You've got a very effective content delivery system. And you have that ability to connect with people in a one-on-one -on -one fashion at a hundred percent, but the the video gives you at least eighty percent of that, you know, and, and, and so it, yeah. And so to add to that, I, I almost wonder now, just as we're talking here, that it wouldn't, you know, for kind of Christian ministry training, pastoral training, or 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 any kind of Christian ministry work, that. Um, ministers and uh, workers in the gospel would almost benefit from some sort of coaching training. Oh, absolutely. Online and, and, you know, just getting, I mean, I'm sure there, I know there's, because I, we, we have looked into some of this, so I know there's right. plenty of stuff out there that's free, but, you know, um, that a good uh, coaching uh, probably training would be almost as valuable as, um a class on preaching or teaching. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be good to have, and I'm not downing that. But, no, no, yeah, um, yeah. But, but, but just because, um, you know, I, I mean, if you think about anybody that we've ever worked with or your, you know, your different uh, folks in your church, that they're at all different levels. And so, um, you know, this person over here is doing pretty good, but they're weak because they're easily tempted by something or – sure. You know, there's just uh, uh, you almost have to have that person-centered perspective for discipleship, I guess. Right. Instead of it just being person. instead of it just being a cookie cutter program, you're adding the element of individual personalization to it and individual personality. So that my so that like if I was mentoring somebody, it would be different than if you were mentoring them because we have different personalities. And so I'm yeah. I'm a little bit louder, more bombastic. You're far more thoughtful and articulate with the words that you say. So yours are very are very pointed, and I would I would sort of come at it with a shotgun approach. But you would be very specific with a counselor's mind and a and, and a very exacting knife's edge to what you're bringing to the table. So we would we would re probably approach that situation differently. And I think you could match up with uh, with the right kind of mentorship, and you could really ex have explosive growth. Absolutely, and in fact, I'm thinking that uh, that oh, I don't know, maybe the church, maybe of all the bad, you know, God always takes kind of bad things to turn them into good, and uh, you know, in the world around us, and so with all of the you know upheaval in the culture and COVID and all the things that are going on. This probably has forced the church back into some reality of some things. Yeah. You know, we yeah. could be, um, we could ride on our laurels in the past. We could kind of be fat and lazy. We could kind of, of uh, you know, uh, not um, pay as much attention to some things and um, and 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 be serious. But um, in, in the days to come, I don't know. We're going to have to use every every godly. If, if it's godly, if it's not sinful, oh, yeah, right, right. every type of, of um, 
you know, avenue we can to give the gospel out to others. And, um, and, uh, so, you know what I'm saying? I right. think that, uh, I just found it to be very interesting and made me think, you know, I, I told you we, I was, uh, wanting to, to, to discuss it a little bit, you know, together and tell younger ministries, ministers or church workers or out there that, um, you know, they've already got the foundation for it that, that you and I have kind of had to go back and learn. Right. So we, you and I, I think understand pretty well. We could limp along with it, but they could they could run with it. They could, right, right. I mean, they could yeah. launch with it. Right. Right. And um, you know, so they got a skill set that uh, that already that's you know kind of from birth, and that's um, that's a good thing. Oh yeah. So I just found it to be very very helpful and very interesting uh, that um, that I think now I'd almost recommend to any young uh, young youth youth worker for sure but but anybody in the ministry to uh to go ahead and um uh get involved in some coaching as well as understanding the scripture but getting involved in some coaching training because hey that's discipleship and that's what we're about you know not just winning people to christ but getting them mature in christ so right yeah i think that's an awesome idea man i mean i think that we can uh we could run with something like that, and I, I think that you could um, – well, one of the things that I've read is, is that as many as 30% of the people that quit going to church during COVID are not going to come back. Now, if that statistic is true, we've got to find a way as the church to reengage those people, and a part of that's going to be – a part of that has got to be an online presence, and then – Winning them back over to the idea of being in that in-person setting. Do you see what I mean? So that, right. so I think, as you say, a balanced approach to it, I think, is definitely the thing. So it's not an either-or; it's a both-and. You know, we absolutely. And plus, the advantage of the video kind of delivery system that that was popularized during COVID is I, I used to take tapes to shut-ins. Uh, for probably 30 tapes a week almost to shut-ins when I was the pastor of the Fruel Baptist Church here in Jerome. And boy, wouldn't it have been a, if I could have had a, a system to connect with those people one-on-one, uh, you know, and, and just get to visit with them, talk to them. I could have, I could have amplified that in a very personal way. I don't know. I think it's, it's got a lot of potential to it. Absolutely. And I'm sure that, you know, what I'm talking about, probably there's a lot of, you know, pastors out there kind of like going, okay, done, or, <laughs> you know, but it was a revelation to me because I tell you what the older generation has. Here's what the older generation has, and I'll stand on this, Gene. I, yeah. I think with the, you know, we're, we're early extras, late boomers. Um, the older generation understands how to communicate face-to-face with people effectively. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yes. And I don't I don't um and and they understand uh the the art of um of conversation of, of conversation, compromise when yes. it's appropriate. Um and I think that this is now I could this is just my opinion. I'm not saying this is kind of something that is, you know, statistic, it's just an observation. But what I notice about the especially the late millennials and the digital generation, late millennials. Millennials were born around 1980, 
so the later born millennials up until almost 2000 and uh, and anybody born uh, 2000 later about that time frame is that they communicate and they do okay with each other I think because they're more used to kind of the blunt short um, communication 180 characters communication Twitter communication yeah. right um, and very blunt, very not kind of uh, considering feelings and nuances and and whatever. And they do okay with each other because they're all used to communicating that way. So they don't get as offended if somebody. But you know, um, I'm I'm sorry. They're living in a world where where they would have to to some degree work with older generations, yeah. and they can't just kind of go. Just like the younger, the older generations can't blow off the younger generations and go, "Ah, oh, you're just a bunch of, you know, you don't know," just a bunch of kind of uh, disrespectful, you know, you know, kind of. They can't do that, but the younger generation can't do the same. So yeah. those younger um, uh, ministers and church workers have to keep that in mind. I, just as I have to learn to relate to the younger generation and their uh, their way of of doing things and it isn't that they're necessarily being rude or whatever. They just didn't, they didn't have to, uh, uh, their society was just different than ours. If right. we, Not better, know, if just we different. Talk, right. It was just different. If we talk to anybody the way that, you know, even some of the, you know, the, the younger generations would talk to people even on the internet. Oh, my soul. Or, you know, our mother would have just, you know. We'd have a fist fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would just have been, you know, it's just considered so disrespectful. Yeah. So you can't, don't throw the older ways of thinking away. And I think the simplicity, and the other thing is, is that the older generation has, is understanding kind of the simplicity of the gospel and the fact that, um, you you can't make the gospel stay simple even if the technology is complex. You know, yeah. Right. And you you can't change the the principles of the gospel or the or message. Of the right. Right. Yeah. Uh, sin sin, heaven's right. heaven, hell's hell. The Bible's the Bible. You know, the virgin birth. Um, God's God. Uh, you know, Jesus is all God. All, you know, some of those things that are the fundamentals of of the faith. Uh, you can't improve upon those. Technology doesn't improve upon those. Right. And I think the older generation understands that. That what I understand is my simple faith of my childhood, which had those basic elements, um, worked. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, well, you the know, gospels like, worked for two thousand years, and so it didn't all of a sudden stop working as the new generation is born. This new generation just has not come to that realization that the gospel works because essentially they've left it untried, really. Right. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Greg Laurie, the, the evangelist, I heard him from California area. He said one time that um, anybody who walked up and said uh, – says to him something like, uh, I've tried Christianity and it doesn't work. And he says something like, well, then you obviously have never tried real Christianity because right. it always works. Always. <laughs> Every time. Right. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. You have some sort of aberration of it, but uh, you don't have the real faith or you would understand it really does always work. Right. And um, and so both generations can give, but I guess I give, I bow now uh, in, uh, you know, uh, I salute the younger generation <laughs> and what they have going for them is yeah. something that is very good that could be used. Powerful. Right, as long as they don't fall into the trap of compromising the gospel right. with the new technology, okay? Sure. 
you know, um, men, you know, that's, that would be their danger. And our danger is to, you know, not deny it, you know, say, sure. we don't, you know, we don't need it. Well, it's here, you know, it's, it's going to be, stay. It's, it's not going away. So we have to no. figure out a way to use it for the, for the benefit of the kingdom. Right. Right. Well, hey, buddy, I'm going to have to wrap up. Uh, Tony's here, and one of my adult kids has come by. He wants to borrow a suit, he said, for a Halloween costume, so I'm not sure if he's dressing like Dad or what. I, I must be – maybe I'm a horror. I'm not sure. I don't know what that means exactly, but but anyway, I'm going to have to take off. But, man, it's sure been good talking to you, and I love these concepts. And maybe one of the next times that we talk, I, I want to talk about the transition away from reading – to video because we uh you know we the younger generation a lot of them are not going to the buying physical books anymore you know and so right. we maybe we can talk about that in one of our uh, subsequent conversations but but man I sure appreciate your passion for this and I think it's I think it can have a big impact for kind of our ministry and what we're talking about doing down the road about doing some uh, courses, maybe on Coursera or something like that, yeah. uh, because it that ties right into what you're talking about. And, yeah. and, and, and I think that we – the beautiful thing about like the internet and the video and stuff is that you have a place that that content can essentially stay uh, permanently, you know, and, and it's, yeah. it's instantly accessible to anybody. So that our YouTube videos, anybody around the world, if they you know they can find it, they can see it. You know, but if it, in the old days when it was just a book, it was limited to a library or a bookstore that you might come into. You, you know what I yes. mean? And, and so, yeah. so that yeah. So I think that we we I think we can monopolize on this understanding that you've gained, and, and we can put something like that to get to use for our ministry, and and maybe helping other people to do the same thing as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. There's these are. As, uh, I think it was in the front of Tale of Two Cities or whatever. Uh, this, these are the best of times and these are the worst of times or whatever, you know. So uh, it's kind of a mixture of both. Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, Very true. Exciting days. Um, yeah, so yeah, so we'll tell tell Tony I said hi and yeah. God bless you, brother. I love you. You hang in there and we'll talk later. All right. God bless you, buddy. You take care. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye.